just muted myself when all I'm trying to do is make my video. So uh, how the heck are you, man? I'm good. How are you? Oh, I'm doing all right. Anything new in your world? No. <laughs> Isn't that the saddest, like, when you become old? like It's like, like everything's the same. I know. Plus, I feel like we just did this. I think maybe this is the closest one movie club has been to the next yeah, one. Yeah, I was, I was wondering about that, too. And... And I realize how uncool I am that, like, it takes some doing to get me to watch, like, an entire movie. Uh-huh. Yeah. <laughs> I'm just, and I'm just like, geez, what, what have I become? I've, there was a portion of my life where I could watch two movies in a day and not even think twice about it. And now, yeah, totally. Like, I, I'm, I, I really do feel like these movie club visits, like, they are the movie that I see in that month you know uh-huh. <laughs> and so yeah. i have i have to think long and hard about like whether it's worth it to engage in like that particular one versus whatever else i would have watched so yeah uh, i feel like movies used to be like a waste of time and now it's like i need to do something productive like watch a movie you I know? know yeah <laughs> what have we become we're old <laughs> oh man it's so weird i I, I know I always talk about my students, but it, it does trip me out that they're half my age. And yeah, I was that, just thinking about how freshman year was like half of our lives ago. Yeah, like, plus. yeah. Anthony often <laughs> talks about like that our adulthood is in its adulthood. And like, that is a, a strange thought. You know that you're an adult for longer than any other part, right? But still, my gosh. Yeah. Yeah, that's crazy. Does it be, does it feel dreamlike to you? Does freshman year seem like? Oh, Jason, you're all more shaved and down. More. You, hey, Jason, you're looking you're looking so handsome, man. Whoa, whoa, whoa. <laughs> so well kempt. Yeah, um, but yeah, I was just thinking, like freshman year, it just feels like a lifetime ago, and like whether you really even are that same person anymore. Was that a was that the cooler version of us? Was it the shadow? Like, did we peak at 18? I hope not, but. I, I hope that wasn't my peak. I say maybe. Here. I know, but I just, sometimes I just feel so old and lame. So, yeah. <laughs> tis what it is. Jason, let me ask you a beard question. How, how frequently do you give yourself the neck trim? And how frequently do you give yourself a full-blown, like, I'm taking care of business and I'm taking an inch off this face kind of trim. Uh, it's a good question. Uh, if the <laughs> Thank neck... you for asking, Paul. <laughs> Thank you for asking. I'll take, I'll take my answer offline. <laughs> the neck, uh, if you ask my wife, I don't do it enough. She, uh-huh. hates, she hates the neck beard. Yeah. Um, what ends up happening is I don't, I do it when I trim my beard and then not any time after that. So I need to be better at that. Um, but for this, just for just for trimming or whatever, uh, like once every, I don't know, just when it gets a little unwieldy, I, I just know it's time. But when is that for you? Because some people, they go to bed and it's already like gnarly when they wake up. And some people like myself, like I can not do a dang thing for a month. And most people would be like, yeah, I can't see any difference at all. Like you're not a real grown up. Like that, that <laughs> hair is not growing the way it's supposed to. Uh, it gets, it gets to the point where I feel like I'm going to get, uh, I'm going to get judged at work. And it's like mm-hmm. once a month, what's a month and a half or something like that. 
Gotcha. So yeah, I just shaved. I just trimmed my beard yesterday because I have a big meeting on Friday. <laughs> so it's like, yeah, I gotta gotta tidy up a little bit. <laughs> so yep. the extrinsic motivator is just, will people judge me? And if so, like I'm ready to make changes. <laughs> That's great. Mm-hmm. Uh, for a while there, I had it pretty long. I think Chad, yeah. when you visited, it was uh, probably mm-hmm. one of the longer points that I've had it. Yeah, I agree. Oh, um, Jason, I guess, is Anthony coming to today? I didn't hear anything to the so. contrary. Um, before we start, let's do a catch up on Clint's reptiles. How's your YouTube doing? How many subscriptions you got? How many views? What's your income stream? <laughs> Hold on. I got to answer each and every one of those. Uh, I had, we, we are just over 408,000 subscribers. <laughs> um, what was the other questions? I don't know. Uh, what was your other question? Like a How view count? Views? Oh, yeah, view. Like lifetime views? I don't know. Or I don't know how time. metrics count. Let's, let's do lifetime. That's, I'm curious now. <clears throat> Total daily lifetime. It's going to be some like ridiculous number. <laughs> Uh, you 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 can actually look up watch time and it does it in like minutes and hours and stuff and it just tells me just just how many people have wasted their life watching our videos um let's see uh his way all the way to the bank 53.8 million views it's fun uh watch time is 6.2 million hours whatever how many lifetimes have I wasted? That's that's a uh, a lot of people. Oh my gosh, I can't I can't wrap my mind around any of those numbers. Actually, <laughs> like even four hundred thousand. I'm like, yeah, I don't know what that really means. Yeah, yeah. Well, I'll tell you how many people listened or downloaded to our latest <laughs> podcast episode. The Vast of Night was four. <laughs> I want to know who these people are. Oh, and. I, don't I, think I, us. I hit a huge metric which was total plays 1000 <laughs> nice. nice from all of the podcasts that i have up there oh, well, at what point do we share in the income stream oh i need to put ads on this i should <laughs> i should start doing ads well weezer <laughs> announced that they're coming out with four new albums next year Yes. Um, we're going to boost those numbers way up. Heck yes. As, as long as you guys keep focusing on Weezer, I don't think you'll ever run out of content. That's true. Can you just include the word Weezer in the description of every podcast episode from now on, whether it's about Weezer or not, that'll certainly boost our views. That's true. And the other Jane Eyre or Vast of Night will help. The other Weezer specific news is Rivers Cuomo with his programming that he's learning created his own streaming service called Weezify. So now there's a Weezer specific streaming service. No way. So, yeah. Is it like a curated content from Rivers? It's it's all of those demos that he released like mm-hmm. hundreds and yeah. hundreds of hours of every 
thing that he's ever recorded in his entire life. Now you can just stream it. So that's fun. <laughs> and, and I thought there weren't enough, uh, or there are too many uh, albums. And he's like, no, no, no. Here's the stuff that I that didn't even make the cut to all those albums. <laughs> that one album where they uh, it's like a space drama. What's that one called? It's not a it's not an album. It's a songs from the black hole. Yep, songs from the black hole. That was pretty good. Will they ever be as good as Pinkerton? That's what I want to know. Well, that's what. Songs from the Black Hole had a bunch of Pinkerton songs on it. Yeah, that's the one that he wrote. Demos of? It's it, That's the concept album that he was writing that he abandoned and then wrote Pinkerton. So like half the songs on Pinkerton came from those demos and the other ones got abandoned and whatever. So it's kind of like the Holy Grail of Weezer. It's like the Pinkerton that was never released and you know now all those demos are out there and some of them are really good and some of them are just bad weezer demos you know <laughs> yeah they didn't make the cut for a reason you know if will's coming on he said he was did he watch it he did and jessica you watched it in time for once, yes, I have to admit, though, I mean, I've seen it before, but I definitely fell asleep during like the last 15 minutes. <laughs> Harry might still be watching it. Did you finish it? <laughs> Yay, I watched the second half on 1.5 speed, though. I just finished it about two minutes ago. <laughs> <laughs> Does that include Channing Tatum's dance number? In 1.5 oh, screen. No, I, I watched that yesterday. Slow motion. <laughs> yep. <laughs> I think Anthony might be in in Florida. Not that one can't have internet. Well, he in did Florida. talk about that, didn't he? I think he might be at a Disney World type thing. Uh, I think yeah. he'd have his priorities straight by now. I know. Peter Wiggins, I'm trying to figure out what's in that background. What are we looking at there? That's a Godzilla. Mecha Godzilla, I think. Mecha Godzilla. Fighting regular Godzilla. Okay. (laughs) Can that be the next story, the next movie we watch? Is that a movie? It's uh, Godzilla, Godzilla versus Kong. It's from that. They had a Mecha Godzilla in that movie. Mm-hmm. Wow! Spoiler alert. <laughs> That's how they bring it all together. Like, who's gonna win, Godzilla or Kong? Neither. They're gonna team up against Mecha Godzilla. Now Godzilla wins against Kong. Like they made uh, that clear yeah. that Godzilla wins, but then they needed to work together to defeat Mecha. Right. Get it right. Um, Will officially bailed, so there's that. Oh man! All right. <clears throat> well, I need, I need to say every time I see Will like not being crazy and just like being a grown-up person who like allows other people to like, I I am trying to make sense of it because I only know him as like this super energetic 18 19 year old kid and then suddenly he's just like no i'm just 
a normal relaxed human being and i i hope i allow for other people to change and, and grow and evolve <laughs> but like it it takes me a second to get there I'm like because i just remember him so differently than that but i'm sure yeah. he's the 2.0 of himself i'm just saying uh i always have to like figure that out so <laughs> my worthless comment yeah he's a dad all right everyone look at the camera and do a big smile Great. Good job. Good job, Punjab. File. Good job, Punjab. Save as. Hail Caesar. Um, <clears throat> you guys want to talk like Oscar snubs? <laughs> Green Knight? Was not nominated for anything I saw. What? I have not paid attention to the nominations, but I am legitimately mad about that. And I don't know. I, that's the only news that I know. I don't know anything else. Yeah, the past couple of years, it seems like the Oscar nominations come out, and I just realized how few movies I saw that year. Like, I saw Licorice Pizza and that didn't get as many nominations as I wanted it to. And besides that, like, I, I don't know. I want to see Power of the Dog just so I can see the new Jane Campion movie. And that's got, that got nominated. I think it has the most nominations, right? Yeah, and Dune has a bunch too. All the technical stuff, none of the acting stuff. I thought the acting was pretty good. I did too. I love that movie. I'm just saying... It's none of the acting um, components are nominated, I don't think. And then does anybody want to hear what I logged on Letterbox? Do we ever? You do? <laughs> All right, I will tell you. So Vast of Night was the 14th, January, and then Don't Look Up was on the tw 22nd. And I said, <clears throat> it was fine. I laughed. I hate zealous politics. Best J-Law. Leo was fine. Timothy Chalamet was great. Jonah Hill was great. You know what? It was good. Performances were good. Naked Garden of Eden at the end was why the R rating. <laughs> what Free movie guy. is this? What movie? Don't look up. Oh. Free guy. Antoine was great liar with the pinocchio nose finger ryan reynolds was fine fun movie fluff shiny it's a movie the end was the worst the breakup scene and then the realization that they loved each other was dumb and then the old guard you ready for it i liked it the villain was too much charlise is great the team was fun a little slow at some parts really gory good movie are they making make a sequel to that they are the old guard too that's exciting and then hell caesar so that's what i've logged since <laughs> we're not waiting for anybody uh let's do this let's do this thing should we watch the trailer and then i'll go through the plot and then we'll go around the horn or do we ask why you picked it first? Why did I pick this? 
I saw it. Because Carrie shot down all your other ideas. <laughs> it's true. Yeah, because we wouldn't let you pick you. Well, what I am going to pick is the Weird Al biopic with Harry Potter starring as Weird Al. When it's my turn. I don't know what that means. Oh, they are making a Weird Al biopic. And the actor that played Harry Potter is being is going to be Weird Al. Who's making it? Is it a it going to be a big movie, a small movie? A... Well, if it's got Harry Potter and it's about Weird Al, I assume that's a little bit big. I don't know. He makes some indie choices, though. Look it's... it up, Mayor. All right. Uh, it's I don't like. Is it going to be big? I, don't <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you can look at who made it though. <laughs> I don't know. Daniel Radcliffe to play Weird Al Yankovic in biopic. That's on the Hollywood Reporter. It's still upcoming, right? Yeah. So maybe we'll do a double feature and watch UHF and then that biopic. Because I'm sure... I wonder what part of the... Yeah, that'll be interesting. Do you think Daniel Radcliffe will have to learn how to play the accordion? got to it's not that hard i learned oh why did i pick it because hold on there is actually already a a al yankovic story starring aaron paul from 2010 what oh, is sorry. there a trailer it is it is three minutes long <laughs> I is this up on Aaron Paul the YouTube influencer no Aaron Paul the uh, Breaking Bad guy oh okay I was thinking he was like oh Logan you were thinking Paul's of Logan brother. Logan yeah. Paul but right? he has a brother that like does stuff with him I just can't remember his name Jake, right? I probably saw this when it was streaming like five years ago or so. And it, I love old movies, old musicals, westerns, noir, swimming movies with like synchronized swimming. Um, and this is just like a, a love letter to that time period of Hollywood. And it's fun and funny. And it's about a fixer. And I like fixers that just know how to get things done. I just ch- Oh, and Russian spies. I love Russian spies. So it just checks all the boxes and it's... Uh, I remember when it came out, it had like mixed reviews and people didn't like it or some people liked it. And I tried it out and I loved it. Let's watch the trailer and then I'll go through the plot. All right, hang on. Are you driving, Rachel? I'm going to take Henry to his meeting in five minutes. So I will be driving. Okay, ready? Yeah.
Bless me, Father, for I have sinned. How long since your last confession, my son? 27 hours. It's really too often. You're not that bad. Here at Capitol Pictures, as you know, millions of people look to us for information and uplift and, yes, entertainment. And we're going to give it to them. And action. An army of technicians and actors and top-notch artistic people are working hard to bring to the screen our biggest release of the year. Hail Caesar is a prestige picture with one of the biggest stars in the world, Baird Whitlock. A truth we could see if we had, but... If we had... Faith! 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 Cut! Ah. Uh, Mr. Mannix. What's up? The director can't find Baird Whitlock. Somebody slipped it under my door. We have your movie star. Gather $100,000 and await instructions. Who are we? The future. Hello, Bert. Hello, Mr. Mannix. Lawrence, Obi, thank you all for coming. The studio needs your help. Bad Whitlock has been kidnapped. This is bad. Bad for movie stores everywhere. She sings the perfect harmony. Let's spend 24 hours. But we're looking for him. We don't want it in the gossip columns. This is going to cost the studio a lot of money. And that's where you come in. I need some cash. You must have very strong forearms. Is it hard squeezing it like that? It's part of the job, miss. I'd like to know what the hell is going on here. 20 million readers want the truth, Eddie. Truth, yes. Mm. Eddie. So won't you tell me no truth? I want to hold your lies. Don't you tell me no truth? I want all of your lies. This is a drama, Mannix, a real drama. Mr. Mannix, I know it sounds screwy, but someone's calling from the future. Good Lord. Wondering what's going on? Love it. So the plot is. Hold on. Let me bring it up. Hail Caesar came out in 2016. It's got. Oh no. Josh Brolin is Eddie Mannix. And I read the. Uh, the Wikipedia article on the real Eddie Mannix and he was not a religious guy <laughs> and he was a creep and a bad guy, but I'm glad that they made him a good guy. So there's something Eddie Mannix is a fixer for the studio and um, the studio's making, Oh, and he's offered a job at Lockheed. Was it Lockheed that he was offered a job at? Yeah, and so he he could have a stable life at Lockheed and be a company man uh, instead of being a producer. And it uh, follows him through like a couple of days of crazy happenings. We got George Clooney as Baird Whitlock, and he's starring in some type of uh, grand Ben-Hur type production called Hail Caesar. And 
Alden Einrich is Hobie Doyle. He's a cowboy, but he's cast in Lawrence Lawrence uh, period drama, a serious drama, and he doesn't really know how to act or talk, which I thought was really fitting for Alden Ulrich because, I mean, he doesn't really know how to act and he was cast as solo and everyone hated it. Like how did it, I mean, his life kind of paralleled this movie, I feel. Um, Rafe finds Lawrence Lorenz. Scar Joe is a swimmer and she's pregnant and they know who the father is, but he's not around. So they have to get her married off or adopt her kid to herself. But they have to find a middleman and Jonah Hill's the middleman. So good. Jonah Hill. And that was like a noir part. Tilda Swinton was two people playing sisters, reporters, and Channing Tatum was Burt Gurney. And he was a Russian spy um, communist and also the star of this musical. Where <laughs> it, was, it was so good. I love that musical number. Um, what else? What other... Mc- uh genres or movies are we missing oh yeah the uh newman was the 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 uh insider um the hell caesar i guess he was an extra and he poisoned baird whitlocks and baird shows up at this house which is um channing tatum's house on the ocean and he meets all these communist writers which is fun because that was like the conspiracy communist conspiracy in the 50s is that hollywood was run by communists and there's the wish hunts to flush out the communists the um uh and it ends by josh brolin decides to stay because moving pictures or movies do good and they inspire audiences and i don't know it's better than working on building the h-bomb i guess oh yeah and then josh bowen goes home and his wife is like you know best dear (laughs) here's your meatloaf or (laughs) i warmed it up for you and rachel is not liking that part (laughs) loved it that's the plot did i miss anything Oh no, is it frozen? You're good. You didn't miss anything. Sean's moving. Everyone else is. Okay. So I don't know who wants to start. Just pick, Chad. Hello? I think everyone is frozen. I think I'm frozen, guys. I think only you're, you are frozen. You're <laughs> yeah. not frozen. We're not frozen. <laughs> We're all here. <sighs> this happens sometimes, huh, guys? Changing audio quality and joining on my phone. I can hear you now. Oh, is that right? Yeah, yeah we hear you. We've heard you this whole time. You, fro- you froze I think it for was just, just a minute. Me. I think it was just me when I was leaving the house. I was probably using a lot of internet when I was leaving. 
I'm going to blame it on Rachel. <laughs> it's always me. <laughs> I'm not sure how that works. All right. It's going to go Paul, Carrie, <sighs> Jessica, Rachel, Jason, and then Sean, unless we want to end with Jason's notes. All right. Um, so I think uh, both times that I've seen this movie, my favorite scene was all of the various ecclesiastical leaders at the the table and just like like even like the descriptions of you know get this person and this person this morning is like make sure to get a protestant padre and i was just like yes <laughs> like like and they do that the whole time right like they're just being super playful with language and and i think uh something that i love about the cohen brothers but i feel like that a lot of people hate is that they're immensely talented. You kind of feel like they can handle any genre. And then right after they create something that gets all of this critical success, they're like, uh, 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 don't forget, we can make a 90 minute like fart joke movie too. And, and like, they just keep on like playing <laughs> in that space. So for me, the movie feels most like uh, another of theirs, which is super divisive, which is the Hudsucker, the Hudsucker Proxy, which mm -hmm. I actually love that movie, but not it like it kind of divides audiences. But my favorite scene was the, yeah, the just the little table read where he's, <laughs> you know, like trying to get all of these people to to get behind it, and then like the, oh, I don't even know what type of clergyman he is. Is he a um greek orthodox or something and, and he's like all critiquing the fact that like the chariot scene doesn't seem very believable that he would like be jumping from one to the other he's like he's like yeah 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 but what about the religious religious components you know and i i watched this at my office i put um on the little whiteboard on on my door that i was in a zoom meeting because people don't knock on your door when you're in a zoom meeting but then i just kept on like laughing out loud and i'm sure that it was pretty obvious that I was not in a Zoom meeting. Um, I'm trying to think if there was anything else that kind of like jumped out this time around. I I'm guess... gonna list. I'm gonna list some Coen Brothers movies, and you're gonna rate them and see if you like them or not. Okay. So it starts out. We're gonna start out with Hudsucker or Barton Fink, maybe. Did you see that or Miller's Crossing? Oh, Raising Arizona, first one. I'm gonna say. I think that's the one I've seen the most. It's so funny to me. And I try to sell it to people and it doesn't always work. So, yeah. yeah Nicholas Cage is great. Oh, I know. And My was it Holly? Ho no, Holly yeah. Hunter? Yeah. Yeah, she's great. She crushes it. And then, did you see Miller's Crossing or Barton Fink? Mm hmm. Again, kind of noir pieces, right? Like they, they kind of go back to that. I haven't seen them. Mm, they're way good. Hudsucker Proxy. Yeah. Fargo. That's actually one that I feel like everybody loves. And that's not my favorite of like their their body of work, I guess. Like I, that's not one I often go back to. Big Lebowski. Yeah, I heard that one described by Dean Duncan at BYU once as like, uh, the funniest movie you shouldn't feel good watching. And I think that's probably appropriate. That was the end of the 90s. And then at the year 2000, Oh Brother, Where Art Thou? Yeah. 
I love I love that soundtrack. Intolerable Cruelty. Yeah, I think it's 2003. I don't know what that is. George Clooney and Catherine Zeta Jones, I think. Is that right? I don't know. And then Lady Killers. Oh yeah, that one came out when I was in my mission. I don't like that. Well, isn't that Tom Hanks? Uh-huh. I don't and like the... that one. Uh No Country for Old Men in 2007. Yeah, and that's what I thought True Grit was going to be like after No Country. And the other one, like Burn After Reading, I thought it was going to yeah, be... Yeah, Burn After Reading is next, 2008. I thought that was going to be like pretty serious too, but, and it super wasn't. So, yeah. <laughs> A Serious Man, 2009. Have you seen all these? Yeah, it's like an exercise in sadism where you just watch this guy just go through hell for two hours and it's so good. Oh, no. Well, that's what Inside Blue Island Davis is. Yeah. So True Grit. We like True Grit 2010. Yeah. Matt Damon with the rubber band around his tongue. You bet. That's what he did? Yeah. Interesting. Inside Blue Island Davis. I, I love that one, actually. Um, even though it doesn't have... Um, their normal cinematographer and stuff. I, I love that one. I didn't like it. I think it was too cold and too dark and too sad. Couldn't get into it. Needed a, a happy ending or something. I needed something good to happen to this horrible guy. <laughs> uh, Hail Caesar, 2016. And then The Ballad of Buster Scruggs, 2018. And that's it. Yeah. I... And so I guess a, a question I'll float and it's so you do see people suffer and you do. I feel like the, the Coen brothers put things in there like that they know will make people uncomfortable. For example, burst through the door. First thing you do, slap this lady twice across the face. You're like, whoa, OK. <laughs> right. Yep. Right. Totally OK with George Clooney getting slapped across the face. This woman getting slapped across the face. I'm like, whoa, like, how do I feel? Okay. Um, Buster Scruggs, same thing with like Native Americans, like where the horses are falling in these little gopher holes. And you're just like, whoa, like, and I feel like they're just intentionally putting this thing out there being like, I know you want to laugh, but do you question whether you should or not? And I, and I think, um, yeah, so I guess, I guess that's kind of what I'm, what, what I think about in their movies, like what are they trying to accomplish with the satire? Like, is it just so we'll laugh or is it so we'll laugh first and think second? Is it so we'll think first and laugh second? Does it matter? Am I putting too much thought into it? But, but I always think <laughs> these things whenever I watch Coen brothers movies, because um, I know they're making exact, like the movies exactly like they want to. And I, I think that's really admirable. And I think they have a certain, I mean, they're, they're immensely talented, right? Yeah. They don't do it by accident. They know but, exactly yeah, that's how exactly they want it. it to look and how yeah. they want it to sound and what yeah. they have. A, yeah. It's, you can tell it's a Coen brothers. Yeah. And the rhythm of things and the, and the language I think is, is always super interesting to me. Um, even the Francis. Yeah, I think George McDormand. Clooney does great in that type of, in that type of old timey, 
like silly faces and cadence of talk. I think George Clooney does great. Well, and the person who revived a, a Caesar haircut in the nineties, right. Is sporting the Caesar in 2016 at like uh-huh. all of it, like all of the intertextuality to me is just hilarious, but I, I'm, I'm totally okay if other people don't love it as much. So I think I should get off the stage. Those are some of my thoughts about uh, the film though. I loved it. Carrie. I enjoyed it. It's hard because yesterday I watched half of it with Sean without subtitles and I really need subtitles when I'm watching movies. It's really hard for me to get a sense of what people are saying and just keeping track of what's going on. Subtitles help a lot. And then today I was watching at one and a half speed. And was so, this your first time seeing it? Yes. Yeah. So I love the first Cohen time Brothers seeing it movie. is the, the first time seeing it was with half without subtitles. Uh-huh. And then the second half, was it on your phone or on a TV? Yeah. On, my phone. on, on your phone at one and a half speed. Yes. So it's not like subtitles though. <laughs> with subtitles. So at least you could like read along. Yeah. If not like enjoy the, the color schemes of and the different like genre tropes well i do i not to toot my own horn but i read very quickly so that is helpful um as far as <laughs> like i can scan back and forth very easily i i always watch things with subtitles but um anyway i did enjoy i feel like i want to watch it again I feel like I missed out on a lot just yeah when you watch something very quickly you miss things especially something you know where there might be layers or references um when I got to the end I was like wait that's the end and I had to rewind it and watch the final couple minutes again to figure out like wait that was the ending um it reminded me actually a lot more of a serious man um it's been a few years since I've seen that but it just felt like it meandered a lot and there wasn't like a clear like like arch to the story um with a serious man that felt like it just kind of ended and there were just all of these almost like mini vignettes in his life and it felt like that more at least for me in this movie where like a lot of stuff happened but nothing happened at the same time if that makes sense um I wanted to see more of a lot of the characters that were featured in it where you felt like you just got little hints of them and their lives who are your favorites or what did you want to see more of um like Tilda Swinton's twins like I felt like I just got a taste of them and like what was going on with them um Alden Ironrick I don't know how to say his last name I loved his character I thought he was adorable yeah Hobie Doyle was great in this movie. yeah um so I just wanted them to lean into that a little bit more and I felt like um Channing Tatum's character at least see him do that dance number and then all of a sudden you see him with the commie money sailing off like Washington crossing the what is it the Lexington um to the Russian to the what 
Delaware. The Delaware. Delaware. Yeah. Sorry. I'm tired. Um, yeah. To the Russian submarine. And it like, for me, it was like, wait, what did I miss? Like, how did he go from doing that dance number, which I thought he nailed. Um, that was one of the best parts of free guy too. Just Channing Tatum dancing. Yeah. Um, and I, what I did really enjoy about this movie is I love watching <clears throat> actors or like anyone where they clearly are enjoying what they're doing. And you could tell like at least most of the actors in this were having an absolute blast doing it. Like George Clooney's expressions when he's acting, especially like when he comes back and he sees Christ up on the cross and you see him like emote like so heavily. And then it even clips closer to his face um <laughs> i just got a big kick out of that but my favorite part is probably at the beginning where you're introduced to alden's character and he's doing all of the cool tricks on the horse and everything and even goes like upside down on the horse and catches on the tree i just thought that was hilarious um yeah, I enjoyed it. I feel like I need to watch it again to really get a better sense of what was going on. But I, I also loved how George Clooney's character, um, just like how they handled the whole communist house thing where he just wake up and wanders into the room where everyone is just like kind of waiting for him. Like in real life, you would think, no, he's not going to figure out who took him. He's going to get the heck out of there and try to get home but then he just sits down and has a conversation with them and then tries <laughs> to find his own little way of getting something out of it for him and yeah he was in that costume the whole movie <laughs> <laughs> that was the best part and like how we woke up and there's just like take, they took their time with the vacuum hitting the door <laughs> and then just the noise of the vacuum and this the 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 rocking or not the rocking the the beach chair that he was lounging on it mm -hmm. was just so like it was great i agree yeah. and it wasn't rushed at all they were just taking their sweet time mm -hmm. yeah so there are just things like that that i i really enjoyed where you can tell they just relished acting in it or even writing the scene for the Cohen brothers so yeah i think if you see it with it. subtitles on a big screen <laughs> With the sound up or whatever. At the correct speed. <clears throat> At the correct speed. The second time is enjoyable on this movie because there's so many little details that you missed the first time being confused by what's going on. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I was confused for quite a bit of it. But I love Coen Brothers movies. I think, you know, for the most part, they're, they're fantastic and they do a, a good job regardless of the genre that they're attacking at the moment so yeah cool jessica i was just thinking while you were talking about how he's in that costume for the whole movie how he never takes the sword off even though everywhere he goes he has so much trouble with it right like there's a scene where he's trying to he's in the house and he's trying to sit in a chair and he keeps hitting it like on the side and he just like doesn't even break like his stride with whatever he's saying to the people in the room and just kind of like deals with it and I love that I I think George Clooney is a good actor but I think he's at his best when he's in these kinds of roles and I love him and the Coen brothers together and I love that he this like 
international sex symbol, like greatly respected man, just loves to lampoon himself and his yeah. his art. Talking about Dapper Dan. What was the yeah. other catchphrase from that movie? Uh, oh, shoot. Can't remember. This movie has a great catchphrase with the uh, would that it were. With that, oh, that was the next thing I was going to talk about. I think about that, Steve, <laughs> at least once a week. You know how there's certain things that are just like always in the back of your mind? That's one uh-huh. for would that it were. It's a, it's a sample. Would that it's a it were. And I did watch that part with subtitles on, and the way that they spell it is really funny. So that was something new and exciting. Um, I enjoyed this movie. I enjoyed it the first time I saw it. And I was struck how it feels to me kind of like an analog of singing in the rain, how it's like a movie about movies that looks at a bunch of different genres and looks at the industry and kind of lampoons it, but is like really affectionate in the way that it does it. So I love that about it. Um, And also like singing in the rain just kind of meanders like there's not really a big climax. There's not a big like endpoint for this journey. You're just kind of along for the ride as it's going along. Um, I also love the close-ups of George Clooney emoting. My favorite is when he meets <laughs> Christ for the first time at the water. And the whole time I was watching this, I was like, man, I need to go watch Ben-Hur again because it's just like direct parody of Ben-Hur. I don't know if you guys have ever seen it. Uh-huh. Anybody? All has. Yeah. It's well, even like the title of it, right? Like Hail Caesar, the story of the Christ. Like, yeah. <laughs> like, like so funny. <laughs> like, like centering on like some scumbag the whole time. And then like, oh, anyway, sorry. I'm it's perfect. No, it's amazing. I love it. And we're in a tight spot. Yeah. I love watching him try to react. And in that scene, he's like, he'll like give a face and you'll see all the muscles in his face moving and then he'll say like is that good and then they'll reset and go again Mm -hmm. over and over and over again and I love that um I love Channing Tatum his scene the funny thing is I remember I know that there it gets a little homoerotic at the end and you kind of mentioned this Paul but like in my memory from the first time I watched this movie it was like that the whole way through and it was just like super body and really obvious and I I watched it again and I was like, really, it's only these like last few bits here at the end. And so I don't know why I remembered it that way. It clearly left an impression on me the first time I watched it. Um, (laughs) But yeah, that made me laugh. And I love the scene where he's, Carrie, like you mentioned, where he's approaching the submarine so proud with his little dog on the the (laughs) boat. That is just, he's the best, it's the best. Um, I really like the character character of Carlotta, that girl that yeah, Kobe, Kobe goes out with. I could watch a whole movie about her. I thought she was super charming, and I would like to see more of her. I don't. I didn't even look up who that actress was, but I really enjoyed her. Um, what else about Hobie? I think it's funny that he's kind of an object of ridicule, but he's also a master of his craft when he's allowed to do it, you know? So like, don't take this person and put him in this thing where he doesn't belong. Just let him do his thing. Let him do flips on a horse and he'll be fine. Um, yeah, they changed his word, his word, his line to, it's complicated. It's complicated. <laughs> I love it. And his like stilted walking was so good. And just like, <laughs> so amazing. 
sitting down on the edge of the couch just so uncomfortably. <laughs> and I also I love the gag with um Ray Fiennes's character's name, uh-huh. how he introduces himself. He's Lawrence Lorenz. And at first he's like, no, it's Lorenz. And then eventually tells him to call him Lawrence. And he's like, I thought you t- I thought you said it was pronounced this way. And he's like, no, we can go by Christian names. Christian boy. names. <laughs> oh my gosh. Beautiful. I love it. I also think it's funny that in his movie, um, George Clooney inhales Caesar. He plays this character that's like this Roman guy who instantly like sees Christ and believes and is immediately like on board, obviously. And his real life person, real life character, he's like abducted by the communists and literally like not even after a day with them is totally on board. He gets a card. He's a member of the party. You know, he's just, he's all in and he's just a believer, I guess. He's <laughs> one in the movies. So I thought that was interesting, but yeah, 10 out of 10. I enjoyed it. I will also defend inside Lewin Davis until I die. I think you need to give it another try. Oh, I don't know. Please. Maybe if I like put a it's warm sweater on and blankets. It's about like life just goes on and on and on and you're in this endless circle sometimes and I don't know he is Sisyphus he's just doing the same thing over and over and over again it feels I like. think I fell in love with that one when he wouldn't turn off like the off-ramp or whatever and go see his potentially in Ohio yes his, uh, his kid yeah when I was like when he wouldn't it was so move- cold and wintry mm-hmm. and I was miserable no, when he wouldn't turn there, I was like, oh, okay, like these guys are doing something that I can get behind. Like they really do just want you to be uncomfortable. You want this guy to be better. He's not, he's not going to become better just because you want him to. And he's a crazy talented musician who's never going to get discovered. Like, and yeah. so I, I totally followed that. Route. I love the soundtrack, the soundtrack oh, yeah. I could listen to, but I just can't watch the movie. It's, it's so depressing. It's amazing. That's another one. Like another scene that I think about a lot is when he, he goes to play, he plays that ballad of Queen Jane song mm-hmm. for that club owner. Yep. And it's like this transcendent moment in the movie. It's so incredible. The song is so moving. And then the guy's like, yeah, I just don't think it's going to sell. And that's the end of it. Right. I uh-huh. just, Oh my gosh. That gets me every time. I think about it a lot. No, I like the songs. I'm not going to watch it again. <laughs> Let the songs be your gateway to a deeper understanding of Inside Living Davis. Justin Timberlake was great. Uh, what was her name? Carrie Mulligan was great. Carrie Mulligan, yeah. Yeah, that was really fun. Listening to them sing. <laughs> Is that it, Jessica? Anything else? That's it. That's what it about other, like, Cohen? Have you seen them all, like Paul? I have not seen them all. I actually like intolerable cruelty and i actually like the lady killers i know it's not like a popular one and it's kind of weird but i love tom hanks as the weird colonel sanders analog i don't know what's going on there but i love it i oh brother where that was well i think that's that's the key if you like that tom hanks as colonel sanders then you'll probably like the movie if you don't like tom hanks as colonel sanders you probably don't like the movie yeah but i think Oh, Brother, Where Art Thou is like one of the best movies I've ever seen. One of the best movies of our lifetime. It's hilarious. Yeah, that sepia tone that's is great. Good. It's fun. Yeah, that's it for me. It revived the uh, 
what's the music genre for a little bit? Like Americana, bluegrass. Bluegrass. Mm-hmm. At least for me. Like I didn't listen to bluegrass before that movie. So in my world, it revived bluegrass from nothing to something. I think it did for a lot of people. Uh huh. That soundtrack I remember was on my iPod for a long time. Still, still is. iPod video, 30 gig. Me and Mare got one. Did we get it on the same day, Mare? The iPod video, was that the, the, side, the long, the sideways one or whatever? No, it's just the, it's click the square wheel. thing with the spinner. Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah, from Atlas. Mm-hmm. Yeah, in Colorado Springs, we went and bought iPods. I still have it. The battery sucks, uh, so it's always plugged in. But I recently transitioned to just streaming since I have unlimited data. Now, you don't so. transfer your podcasts over from your computer to your iPod video? Anymore? Only recently did I make the switch to streaming. <laughs> yep. I'm oh, still man. old school. I still have all my MP3s. Yeah. I, I mean, I just tra- transferred out the battery last year, two years ago. So I can, but now I just use my phone and amazon music or whatever it is if i want to listen to music which isn't often jessica anything else okay nothing (laughs) rachel um i saw it before and i think this is the first time I actually sat through the whole thing. So you've um, seen clips and bits and most of it before, kind of out of context. I guess re- so. It's kind of, it moves around too <laughs> So much you've seen me, me watching it before, in and out. I've seen me watching it before. Yeah. <laughs> okay. <laughs> it really moves around too much for me. I didn't love the narration. thought that was weird. Oh, yeah. Um, was that Michael Gambon doing the narration? Yeah, I mean, he was fine. He was he was great narrator, but I just I always think narration is weird. Um, I loved Hobie Doyle and Carlotta, and I loved that people just like the actors just did whatever they were told. They just. It reminds me of being the sixth of seven children. And my younger brother came around when I was 11. So I was the youngest for a long time. And it was just like, we go places and I'm sitting on the floor of the car. Everyone else has a seat and I'm sitting on people's feet. And basically I just have to do whatever everybody's doing all the time. So I just became like a follower and just became like, I have no opinions. I just do whatever anybody tells me to do, I guess. (laughs) But also I enjoy it. I love just hanging out and okay, let's go here. Let's go do this. Okay, whatever. So you're, so I'm going to go to this show with Carlotta. Okay, whatever. And then they enjoy themselves and have a great time. Um, And he's just like outside waiting for her and she's taking forever and he's not irritated. He just grabs his rope and messes around and it's fun. I like it. Um, and, and then, like you said, like 
uh, George Clooney just becomes like a communist. He's just like, okay, I was kidnapped, whatever. But let's see what's happening here. This is fun, you know? (laughs) Well, I got to get back to set because like this million dollar production (laughs) is waiting on me as the star. (laughs) Just hanging out. Yeah. It's, I think I really like that vibe. And Chad and I used to watch tons of movies, old movies from the Provo Library. Every week we would just, almost every single night, we'd watch like a black and white movie or just some whatever old movie they had. We went through so many. So it was really fun to see them make fun of that, but also um, be cute about it. Um because yeah, a lot of those, there's like, I think there's a movie called Daddy Long Legs, where they literally just dance to these stupid songs the whole movie. And it's so dumb. And it's so hard. Hard. Yes. Yeah. And he's um, so old, but such a good dancer. And they like and pair you, him. And with- of course, you guys have all seen it too. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's ridiculous. I don't think Jason's seen Daddy Long Legs. Uh, Karen loves a lot of the older movies, so I've seen a handful of them. I don't know about Daddy Longlegs though. Any of those, um, any of those dancer movies, the love plot between like old guys and the young, hot Hollywood women is just uncomfortable. It's the first. Does Paul want to watch Ocarina of Time? Paul wants to watch Ocarina of Time, and it was not working, so I put it on. What what were you watching? No, he wanted to watch Breath of the Wild, mm-hmm. and he was just what glider flying, and he didn't like that. So I tried to fast forward it, and then it didn't work. So then I had to put it on Ocarina of Time. Is he on the iPad on YouTube? Did it just Yeah. Anyway, <laughs> um, no, I'm upstairs, so I can't do anything for him. Um. I mean, I liked it. It's fun. I love George Clooney being silly. And I like the other movie, Coen Brothers movies that I've seen. I haven't seen very many. I liked True Grit, but there's another True Grit original that I think is way better. Um, With John Wayne? Definitely <clears throat> brighter. No. There's another oh, one. Is it not- the oh, oh, maybe. No, I'm thinking of Lonesome Doves, maybe. Anyways, I don't know what you're thinking. The sugar was good. Yeah, Lonesome Dove was a mini series, right? Yeah, Rachel loved that mini series. I loved it. Yeah, I haven't watched it. I love the book, and I've been meaning to watch the mini series, but I never did. It's really good. It's very heartbreaking. Um. Yeah, I don't. I don't know what else. Sure. Did great. <laughs> Jason. Um, okay. I'm just gonna go through my list. Yeah, let's hear it. It is a shockingly short list, so that might Oh, did something. Karen like it? I'll get to that. <laughs> um uh it's interesting that it's another movie about movies. This was already mentioned, but uh Hollywood loves itself. And evidently, we love movies about itself. About well, we Hollywood. love movies. About Hollywood. 
Well, because we picked a bunch about Hollywood. So we love movies that are made in Hollywood about movies that are made in Hollywood. Exactly. What other movies do we have? Cinema Paradiso? The Artist. The Artist. You picked that one, Jason. I did. Saving Mr. Banks. Oh, I didn't like that one. But Jason picked that one. <laughs> I did. I'd never seen it before, so I won. I was an excuse to watch it. Um, That's it. Let's see. Uh, a dozen movies in one. Uh, it was a comment from Karen. She actually quite enjoyed all the old-timey movies and uh, a little sneak peek into that. It's kind of fun. Um, I love the uh, high ankle sprain. <laughs> I don't know why. I love that. Every time they're like, oh, yeah, he's got another high ankle sprain. I don't know. He'll be back from the doctor soon. It just came up over and over. I love that. Is that your um, shin or something? I don't know. Um, uh, it felt, uh, this is a comment, it felt so random. Like, just the whole movie felt random. Like, there's just, I mean, it's, it doesn't help that it's jumping from, like, set to set, and different characters or whatever, but it just felt random. Uh the submarine scene i loved the submarine scene it was just like ridiculous you're and carrie mentioned like him him at the the front of the boat holding his dog oh, i loved it it was ridiculous what about how he leaps onto the ladder of the submarine <laughs> yeah. did that remind you of evan at all <laughs> i can see that for sure you can see can evan see doing that, that like throwing his head back and just being all dramatic <laughs> Evan's my little brother. Uh, such a good scene. Um, I didn't understand like the whole like dropping the money in the water thing. I didn't like. Okay, I don't know. Um. Oh, <laughs> and and you guys kind of alluded to this as well. Uh, the uh, where George Clooney his character just wakes up in like a random place and he's just like, all right, let's go with this. Like, like he doesn't, he doesn't freak out. He doesn't get angry. He's just like, okay. Well, he's had practice having like overnight benders or three day benders where he wakes up in like a different city. And he just assumed that he was on one of his own self-induced benders Yeah, and and didn't even suspect that he was poisoned or kidnapped. This is cool. Let's go with this. Let's just roll with it. <laughs> um, that was funny. Not his first rodeo of waking up in a place that he didn't know where he was. Yeah. Um, Hobie is my favorite. <laughs> Everyone loves Hobie. He's, he's absolutely my favorite. Just <laughs> I want to be best friends with him. Um, uh, this is, well, okay. Uh, I, I, this is after the fact. I realized just how many characters are in Marvel movies. It was kind of shocking how many characters are in Marvel movies, in the Marvel movies. Let's hear it. Uh, so you got Josh Brolin as uh, Thanos. Thanos. Mm-hmm. Uh, you got Scarlett Johansson as Black Widow. Love it. Uh, you got, uh, what's her face? Hilda. Hilda as the bald lady from mm-hmm. whatever. Doctor uh, Strange. Doctor Strange. Maybe those are the only three, but that it just struck me that there's quite a few. And Hobie's in Star Wars. Oh, that's right. That doesn't count, but that's right. Um, and we got Lord Voldemort as uh, Lawrence Lorenz. That's true. 
Um, okay. Uh, at the end of the movie, uh, Karen and I decided that we liked it. We didn't love it, but we liked it. Okay. Um, and I lost, I, you know, I've talked about this before. I, this was I your enjoy, first time watching it? Yeah. Uh, uh, I enjoy being, getting lost in a movie. And I, and I felt like I got lost in the movie, despite taking some notes. But I, you know, I, was, I, was, I just was in the movie and I enjoyed it and I loved it. So that was good. I didn't love, love it, but I, I enjoyed the movie. But at the end of the movie, uh, kind of the, the question that it came down to was, what is this movie even about? Like, <laughs> like I, I don't understand. Like, what is this even? What, why are we here making this movie? Like, okay. Um, and then I was talking to Will yesterday. Um, no, today. Um, at work? And, at work, yep. And he was planning on coming to this. And uh, he was like, I don't even, what, what's the, he, he liked it, by the way. Uh, but he said, like, what's the moral of the story? He's like, I need a moral of the story. I don't know what it is. And I couldn't, I couldn't. Give him <laughs> and I said, I'm sure one of the other, one of the other viewers, one of you guys would, would have what a is it, moral. Jessica? I was going to say, does it have to have a moral? Because I don't think Will. there's anything deep and dramatic to take out of this. It can just be basically a fluff piece. According to Will, it has to have a moral. So I expect you guys to come together and figure out. Will's what wrong, and he can find me if he wants. To. <laughs> but I think that's like the meta component where they're kind of laughing at themselves too, right? Like, how much money? How many people? How long did it take to make the actual movie Hail Caesar? And yet we're like the whole time supposed to be like, oh my gosh, they're they're putting in so much money and it's so much, so many people, and it's all just this contrived thing. But like self-referentiality, like they're they're laughing at themselves, I guess. I don't know. That's how I took it. Uh this this had a lot of stars. Oh, go ahead. Go ahead. Wasn't it that that guy? Because the writers were upset, they were communists, and I can't remember exactly what it was, but they wanted to have some communist views or whatever. But the guy wanted to say that um, the main guy who ended up choosing, keeping his job and not going off to, um, to the H-bomb. Um, <laughs> he like chose this because entertainment is what it gives people like life and, and love or whatever, right? Like entertainment is really important. And I think the communists were arguing against that maybe. Was that right? Sure. I mean, <laughs> there's tons of, that. I think there was, it was the whole point of the movie was, I think it was just a, a love letter to old Hollywood and they wanted to put, try their adaptation of each one of the genres that they grew up with and loved, squeeze them all into a movie. And the plot line was have a Hollywood fixer go around to each one of these things and, um, and in the end, choose that making movies is a worthwhile endeavor and it is worth living for or working for. And it's so hard. And choosing the easy path uh, would have been fine to work for a corporation, but working with this Hollywood company, even though it was so hard, was better. 
for his life. I don't know. Tell 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 Will that that it's not always the easy. Sometimes doing the hard thing, even though it because it's good, is worth it. And you tell that to Will. I will tell him. <laughs> um, no, I I enjoyed the movie. Uh, it was fun and uh, had a lot of stars. Uh, I think it was kind of funny. Like I look at the cast and it's got like I don't know. How much time did Jonah Hill actually have on screen? Uh-huh. Uh, how much time did Scarlett Johansson actually have? Like, they they didn't have huge scenes. I mean, they had a scene or two, but it was like, I don't know. I thought it was kind of interesting, and and that I've seen that trend. You know, like how do we how do we pack as many people? Uh, how many as many famous people? on the movie poster as we possibly can you know um don't look up i've never seen it but i mean that's i feel like what they did for that one as well uh yeah those are all my notes um before we get to sean i want to read you some of the cast from the movie Thor Love and Thunder. So we've got Christian Bale as Gore the God Butcher, Karen Gillan as Nebula, Natalie Portman as Jane Foster, Taika Waititi as Korg, Matt Damon as actor Loki, Chris Hemsworth <laughs> as Thor, Chris Pratt as Peter Quill, Tessa Thompson Valkyrie, Russell Crowe as Zeus, Melissa McCarthy as actor Hella, Sam Neill as actor Odin, uh, Luke Hemsworth as actor Thor. I think that's Chris Hemsworth's brother. Um, so, like, talk about a movie that's just throwing in all these weird. I don't know what those actor Thor or actor Odin because I think in Ragnarok they're doing like their own little play. Yeah, and Matt Damon played Loki, and so I'm assuming they're going to do the same thing, but it's like top build. These huge actors just doing these little bits. I'm excited. Ragnarok's one of my favorite movies, and I am assuming I'm going to like Love and Thunder. Yeah. John, you're up. My turn? Okay. Um, (laughs) So I told Carrie before we got on this call that I don't have anything to say about this movie, and it feels kind of weird, so I'm kind of glad to go last. I feel like... um, (laughs) This is the second time I've seen it. And I feel like the first time that I saw it, I enjoyed it, but it was just so all over the place. Like there's an arc with Eddie Mannix, like that's kind of the scaffolding that everything else is built on, but it's almost like such a minor part of the movie that like after it, it just didn't stick with me. So when I went back and rewatched it, you know, uh, I guess yesterday, I had, I hardly remembered anything, you know, I would be in the middle of a scene and I'd be like, oh yeah, this is about to happen. But like, I couldn't have told you what the plot was having already seen it before. I was like, I think George Clooney gets kidnapped at some point and something about a submarine like that, that was all that stuck with me. And I'd only seen it, you know, a year or two ago. And I kind of feel the same way now. Like I enjoyed watching it. I liked all the little bits and pieces, but at the end it's like, I, I don't know, nothing really stuck. Um, 
I thought that I was going to be the one with the hot take that um, Carlotta and Hobie were the best. And I wanted just a movie of just the two of them because they had such great chemistry. Um, but I guess others thought that too. So did everyone think that Hobie Doyle was the best part of the movie? Mm-hmm. What did you think, Paul? Who was the best part of the movie? Dude, I already told you when all of the theologians were sitting around the table and it was just that's a right. five minute jam session of the ecclesiastical leaders. I, that's I, right. I will always think that that's the most <laughs> hilarious thing, especially because when the, the, the rabbi, like, he's just like, oh, so what? Like now God's nice or whatever, because uh-huh. I feel like, because Mormon, because <laughs> Mormons really get behind that. They're like, you know, one, two, skip an old Testament. Now back to the book of Mormon. And like, 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 I, I love when this guy is like, yeah, we don't care because like Jesus isn't like God to us. Yeah, you know? like, like, Jesus isn't God. We don't care what this like, is. Like, we don't care. You know, like, it's, I, like how I do you feel? Oh, we are very against putting uh the god in a movie but jesus wasn't god so you can do whatever yeah you want. <laughs> like i think it's i think it's so fun and then also i think like the tongue-in-cheekness of it is that um you know i think a lot of us in this little zoom space probably have like a certain faith tradition or whatever and then we're like oh yeah but when you hear it out loud we sound all the way insane you know like and and really any type of like religion like it's it's just super goofy when you're you're trying to make sense of it so yeah it's easy to make fun of scientology um i also love that scene (laughs) i'm glad that paul liked it that (laughs) much that he could that i don't feel like i have to say anything else about it because paul got it covered (laughs) um so there's there's a um a place called Vasquez Rocks where they shot the Hobie Doyle Western scene that's like by my house. So there's the Hollywood, I forget how it is, the union rules where if it's within a certain distance from Hollywood, then they don't have to pay travel time to the actors and crew. And it falls just within that radius and it's by where I grew up. So we used to go to Vasquez Rocks all the time. So I have this experience all the time watching movies where you like see some rocks and you're like, is that Vasquez rocks? And you know, they're going to zoom out and you're going to get the whole shot. And it's is like, that yeah, like, that's it. is that, that's different than the Manson family, like cowboy ranch. Mm, I'm not sure what that is. So it's a different thing. This is um, like, they shot a lot of old science fiction movies. There's, there's some famous star Trek, Bill and Ted's bogus journey. That's where they, uh, they're evil. The robot versions of them or whatever, push them off the cliff. That's Vasquez rocks um short circuit there's tons tons and tons of movies like if you have been there you just start recognizing it everywhere so that was a fun little moment um and then the other thing was like I like the idea of a fixer but it started to overlap with the parts of my job that I hate the most like when I have a list of things to do and I have other people like I have so much stuff to do at work right now that I had to do a little bit of work on Sunday like on the weekend when nobody else is working so I can just like finally get something done. And somebody bugged me and was like, oh, we have people going out in the field on Monday. Can you do some maps? It's like, I'm, it's Sunday. Like I, you're not supposed to bug me. So just watching somebody who has like all these very important things to do, getting phone calls about these other very important things he needs to do. That was, it gave me a lot of anxiety. Okay, I get it. <laughs> um, and... <laughs> I feel like yep. we haven't talked about Jonah Hill enough, but maybe that's because he was only in the movie for like 30 seconds, but I loved him. 
So yeah, that was the noir genre. He was like a Sam Malone, like a Raymond Chandler character, just a, like a tough guy. Went to jail for somebody, you know. I, I loved, it. I loved how Scarlett Johansson like fell instantly in love with him just because uh-huh. he's like this semi mysterious slash steady. Like yeah, he, he's a professional <laughs> person. <laughs> I I definitely didn't catch this the first time I watched it, but um, you know, you can tell she's falling for him. She asks him if it's hard to press the thing and how strong he must be. And he says, it's part of the job, miss. And earlier she gets mad at the guy for calling her ma'am instead of miss. And it's like, oh, that's the thing that did it. As soon as he called her miss, <laughs> he won her over. Oh, I didn't. Oh, that's fun. That's a yes, fun detail. That was a nice little detail. I, I liked all the zoom in, zoom in to the wristwatch. Mm-hmm. I, that was a detail I've missed every every time I watched. But then like they did it like four or five times. It zooms into the watch and it's always like on the hour and they're leather straps and they're like vintage like watches. And I looked them up and I want one now. <laughs> they are called, uh, let's see. They're called Waltham watches. There's four of them. They're like octagon. Very cool watches. Cool. How much That's are all. they, Chad? Uh, I didn't find them any for sale. Like there were some on eBay, but they weren't the same kind. Um, so I don't know. It's just like a blog. It's it's what product placement blog, and it's just got all the pitch, the screenshots of of the watches in the movie and he's like this is a waltham watch it's this brand or this <laughs> so that was a detail i picked up this time that i missed every other one i don't wear watches but i want to someday you aspire to it's it's a noble goal <laughs> <laughs> great um <clears throat> didn't have any uh full frontal male nudity so that was a disappointment you can't win them all maybe next time rachel or carrie pick a movie <laughs> <laughs> jessica you were just pretty much relegated to the some like a hot one right because carrie did the cinema paradiso and rachel did Room with a view. All right, Sean, you're next, right? Next month? Not even close. Jason's oh, okay. next. Jason, uh, Jason's I, having a baby. I can't be next month. Jason's I don't think out. I'll make it. So we'll after Jason is Jessica. Oh, wow. So, Jason, you, when are you hope due? You're ready? When's Karen due? March 13th. Are you going to come down to Vegas for a weekend between now and March 13th? No. For a getaway before you're stuck inside for months and months. Karen would hate that car ride, just being so pregnant and so uncomfortable for five hours. Yeah, no, I don't see that happening. <laughs> well, this, I'm going to read you the weather for this weekend. Mm. Uh, Thursday, 75, Friday, 78, Saturday, 73, Sunday, 74. No clouds. It's going to be great. Uh, let's see. Our highs this week are 
in the 40s. Oh, it gets up to the 55 on Monday, so that's nice. Oh, I remember when it was 55 last week. It was so cold. (laughs) (laughs) I took Hunter for a walk after I got home, and it was so freezing. (laughs) Oh, so if Paul and Anthony want to come, I'll tell you which weekends won't work. (laughs) Probably March 4th and 5th and 6th won't work. But you could potentially come on March 11th, 12th, and 13th. I get back from the Esri Dev Summit on the 11th in the afternoon. So what, what day is it going to be, Paul? Uh, or the I'll... 18th and 19th. <laughs> 25, 26 would work potentially. But not in April. April, going to Hawaii with the fam. I would love to actually make that happen. I'm uh, in Nashville at the beginning of March. Um, but then... Yeah, I'll I'll see what I can do. I know I often overpromise and underdeliver, but I think that'd be awesome to actually. <laughs> End actually of February, show. Rachel's dad is coming, staying with us for a week, so that probably won't work. So mid March, end of March, first of April probably won't work. We're going end to Hawaii. of March. End of March is best. Yeah, but Paul's going to Nashville. Is that what you said, Nashville? Um, no, that's at the beginning of March. Beginning, end of March. Anthony and I will turn thirty-eight. In that month, we can have a, a duo birthday party at your house. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> we will come to our party at your house. We'll turn on the hot tub. Yeah, thank you. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Jessica, have you had plenty of time to think about what your movie pick is going to be? Yes. Maybe give us some options. I don't know. So here's the thing. I had a list but all of them are only rental. And the only one on my list that's free is The Quiet Man. Has anyone ever seen this movie? I I thought you were gonna say UHF for sure. (laughs) (laughs) Just a second. Oh, 1952, A Quiet Man? About a retired boxer? John Wayne. I'm so sorry. Um, Okay, yeah. John Wayne, Ireland, Maureen O'Hara, John Ford directing it. Um, What platform is this streaming on? It is on Hulu. Here are the other movies I considered. Let's hear it. Cost money. The new Emma. Has anyone watched that? Uh, who is it? Directed Who's by the Emma? woman who directed all the Decemberists music videos. Carrie, you haven't even seen it? Not yet. It's on my list. I know. Rachel, have you seen it? What? No, we saw the Gwyneth Paltrow, Emma. It's very quirky and it's a lot of fun. What's um, the actress that plays Emma? It's the girl from Last Night in Soho. Anya Taylor Joy. Yeah, on your I just had to look it up. Oh yeah. With the big eyes that are. She's like, she's the split, the Queen's Gambit. Queen's Gambit. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah. She's so hot right now. She is so hot right now. So there's that. I also wanted to watch The Saint because it's almost Valentine's Day, and my husband and I every year celebrate Val Kilmer in Times Day. Um. 
and I love the saint. It's a terrible movie, but also it's so bad. It's so good. He says, it's the best. It's so early. Won't you get some coffee or something? <laughs> but it's not anywhere what? hard. I it might be somewhere for rent online. Isn't there a and, scene where he's like jumping out of a building and he pulls his fake mustache off yeah. in midair? Yeah. It's cool as hell. <laughs> <laughs> That is the best movie. I love it so much. Um, yeah. I think it's also on Hulu. Is it? Hulu. Let me double check because I thought I had looked. I might have it on DVD. Oh, I definitely have it on DVD. But... Do we have it, Rachel? We probably we have it. the soundtrack. Guys, I think I have the soundtrack. Okay, so do you want to watch The Quiet Man or do you want to watch The Saint? It's your this choice. Your what choice. do you want, Jessica? No, the people. It is the people's choice. I have narrowed it down for you. Tell me about The Quiet Man. So The Quiet Man is about John Wayne. He is a retired boxer from America who moves to Ireland to live in his like ancestral home. And it's basically just a little like slice of life of rural Ireland he gets to know people, he falls in love, he's rejected by people, they accept him, et cetera, et cetera. It's, and it's directed by John Ford, like I said, who is, I don't know, one of the great directors of American cinema. And it's really beautifully filmed. Um, it's quirky. There is some light spousal abuse that's played for comedy um you know like that's, you do that's how i explain as, as well one does. <laughs> <laughs> like, so like, there are a comedy. couple of things that are like a tiny bit problematic but i still enjoy it a lot and it's almost saint patrick's day you guys so is there full frontal male nudity <laughs> not, unfortunately i think that he asks I'm trying eagerly. To think if john wayne takes his shirt off at all i mean he's kind of old by the time he makes this movie so I don't think you would want that. All right. All for the saint, raise your hand. You have to vote. It's either saint oh, or crap. quiet man. All for the saint, raise your hand. Three. All for a quiet man, raise your hand. Only because my wife. What did you vote for, Rachel? Me. We haven't seen you. Which one I are you? I don't know. Okay. This is Sean is the tiebreaker. I, I, is that three, three? And Sean is number seven? Hmm. <laughs> That's all up to Sean. Which one do you want more, Jessica? Well, Jessica, I, mean, I shouldn't be the tiebreaker. I will probably be watching both of them in the next month anyway, so I don't really care. It sounds like most of you have seen The Saint. Is that true? I, I'm yeah, I think it, Jason has not seen The Saint. Jason says no. no. You should watch Val yeah. before you watch The Saint. I just to, like up to know your how appreciation Jason feels Val about Kilmer. The Saint. Yeah, that's a good point. The Saint would probably have a better list from Jason, right? I know. <laughs> I think they both have good lists, honestly. Yeah. But I think The Saint would be more engaging, maybe. It's so Let weird. me see how long The Saint is. Want to get some coffee or something? <laughs> it's so early. <laughs> so early. Dude, oh I so look gosh. forward to Jason's list every single time. Like, this is the best part. Wasn't oh. this? This one is a little disappointing, though, right? Like, yeah, no, like there's no such thing as disappointment with that. It's just like because of the the way that you always like 
hedge like your true like you kind of dance around like your true feelings like i'm not going to say that i hate it but like if somebody could have put like a knife through my eyeballs during this scene and then like you know just like just like the most gruesome descriptions of like all of these things that he absolutely hated it's so lovely but i just i love everything about it so good I do think I need to hear. Wait Jason's a second, Jason Jason's not coming here. Jason's not going to be there. That's that's about. Oh, I, so we need to save the vote. Okay, we're saving the same. We're watching the Quiet Man. That's just yeah. Saying. Depending on the date, I will try. <laughs> you're not coming. <laughs> if you have an out, you're gonna take it. <laughs> Got to take care of the baby. Because if you haven't seen the Saint before, and this year is the first time you've ever watched it. Is it going to be as great? I don't know. That's it's the not question. great. <laughs> no, no, it's great. It's no one great. says it's, it's a, a great masterwork of American cinema. <laughs> 30% yeah, on as, Rotten as Tomatoes. UHF. I'm sorry, who's, but 30%? On Rotten Tomatoes. I guess that's not surprising. Who's the Who's the main actress, Jason? It's Elizabeth Shue. Oh, yeah. That's right, Elizabeth Shue. Yep. She's so sad. She's kind of sad. I should watch it this month anyways. It's I'll watch both of them. <clears throat> Whatever you want to do. What do you want the podcast to be, Jessica? You can't rely on votes. Did you choose a quiet man? Yeah. Okay. Let's see. We'll save the saint for a future date when we know Jason's going to be there because it feels <clears throat> important. This sounds like a winner. It is a winner. Uh, do you want to just do smack dab in the middle of March 16th? Oh, man. You really don't want me there, do you? What do you want, March 9th? When's Karen due? 13th. So the second? March 13th? That's Owen's birthday. You should have a, a baby boy. Oh, your second baby boy on March 13th was my second baby boy? We're, we're just following in your footsteps. What is that, 12 years later? That'd be awesome. Do it. You can name him name him Cohen. Yeah, name him Cohen, brother. Oh, Owen and Cohen. <laughs> brother Cohen. Cohen, brother Merritt. I love it. <laughs> brother is your middle name. <laughs> what? Because we have Owen. Yeah, yeah, I got it. I got it. You know. Yeah. <laughs> um, ninth. Is the ninth work for everyone? Oh, it. No, I just said it doesn't work for me because I'll be in Palm Springs. So it's either the 2nd or the 16th or the 23rd. And Paul's in Nashville the first week of March. Yeah, the, the second will be tough for me, but I am an unreliable attendee. So don't don't schedule it around. No, you're you're on a roll. I know. This is my third one, guys. I'm staying on. Yeah. Yeah. Stay on that horse. That's good. Okay, not the 23rd for me, but that's the only day in March that I can't. I'm going to say smack dag up in the middle, 16. Let's do that. Anthony will be officially 38 on the 23rd. That's his birthday. 23rd. No, we don't want to do it that day. He'll have plans, probably. Jason, you can just show show us the baby and then you can leave. Oh. Yeah, you have to you have to come to the you have to come to the meeting anyways to give me presenter privileges. 
So yeah. you'll have to come to the meeting and just say hello. Unless Jessica just sets up the meeting. Jason, I'm going to get you. You don't have to do anything, Jason. You get a free month off to take I mean, care of I, your baby. I enjoy these. Like you're making it sound like, <laughs> like. Did no, you I'm say to take care obligation. of our baby, Chad? <laughs> did I? <laughs> it was Freudian, I guess. <laughs> I love you, Jason. It's Owen's Thanks. twin. Owen's twin brother. There you go. Um. Jessica, you're in charge of setting up the meeting next month on the third, on the 16th. Sure. You may have to remind me. You will have to remind me, but yes. Okay. Uh, did we miss out on any other business? We didn't welcome our listeners to the podcast, but it might be a little bit late for that. <laughs> you can just Before. clip it and move it to the beginning. <laughs> I'm not editing this thing. <laughs> Did we do news from everyone? I might have missed that because I was watching the end of the movie. I see it. Shame. Uh, what kind of news? What do you want to know, Carrie? Just any we, news from anyone from We did my movie watching news where I read my movie <laughs> reviews. Yeah, from... what more do you want? <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah, we usually do what have you been reading, right? Has anybody been reading anything new? I got some Agatha Christie books. I'm reading, I read a couple Agatha Christie books. I'm reading The Mystery of the Blue Train or The Murder on the Blue Train. Mm-hmm. It's pretty good so far. I finished the second three-body problem book. It was nice. good. Rachel listens to like a book a day. I listened to some really depressing books lately, so I decided that I was going to listen to a funny podcast um, called Beach Too Sandy, Water Too Wet. I don't know if you guys heard of that one. It's funny. They just read bad reviews and make fun of people. (laughs) Every once in a while, I go on Goodreads, and it's almost all Rachel in my feed. So congratulations. (laughs) Thank you. Yeah, you guys. Oh, yeah, you still logging everything, already. Rachel, on Goodreads? I, I am. The last three years, I think I've been using it again. Wow. Nice. Jason, what have you been watching? Uh, I've been catching up on some of the pop culture stuff. So all the uh, Marvel, I think I'm caught up on. Except oh, for which, What If. Which I'll ones? Uh, just, it took Hawkeye? me a while. Hawkeye, Loki, WandaVision. All that stuff finally got. Did you watch like Eternals that. and? Uh, oh yeah, I, I, I haven't done Eternals yet. And Chang Chi, I did Chang Chi. That was good. Uh, I caught up on. What about stuff. Black Widow? Did you watch Black Widow? Mm-hmm. Caught up on Star Wars. Uh, I'm just a few behind now uh, for the book of Boba, on Boba Fett. Fett. And I really enjoy The Expanse, and so I'm. I'm on the very last episode of The Expanse, so I'm I'm kind of sad and kind of excited for the last episode. That is, is that one based of on a is that based on a book TV shows I've ever seen. Say that again, Gary. Oh, I said that is the most fantastic TV show I've ever seen. I was just it's telling my so, daughter earlier; it's probably my favorite TV show. It's, it's amazing. so good. They did such a good job on it yeah. for being on like Sci-Fi and then Amazon picking it up. It's such a good job. Yeah. 
Have either of you guys watched Foundation on Apple TV yet? Based on Isaac Asimov's book. It's real good. And if you like The Expanse, you might like it. So is The Expanse based on anything? Because I've yeah. read the Foundation. Yeah, it's a book series, right? It's a book series, yeah. I haven't, I haven't read, read it. it. Yeah, but the movies or the TV show is so good. Oh, I started Dirk Gently's Holistic Detective Agency. Mm-hmm. Did but, you read those first? No, I actually watched the Elijah Wood series and I loved it. And I knew the book isn't really supposed to be anything like it. But I thought I'd start it anyway because I really like Douglas Adams. Yeah. But it was really hard to find. I couldn't, I finally had to buy it used on some website. Um, yeah, so it took like me a few months just to even find like an actual copy of the real book. There's like a um, graphic novel of it. Yeah, I think uh, the books are pretty good. I think I've seen a little bit of it. Aren't there two of them? Like there's one that's, yeah, there's Older? one like from the 90s, like BBC or something like that. I haven't seen that one, but I just, I really enjoyed the Elijah Wood one. It was crazy, but it was a lot of fun. Yeah, I didn't see that. I should see it because I read the books and I like Douglas Adams. But whenever I think about Douglas Adams, I think about how much better Terry Pratchett is than Douglas <laughs> Adams. So it's not like fair because it's always got to be like a competition in my mind. Like, Oh, Douglas Adams is fine, but Terry Pratchett is so much better. Well, why can't I just think of Douglas Adams by himself as being good without having to be not as good as someone else? I don't know. And the end of the universe, or what's it called? The um, Hitchhiker's Guide. Hitchhiker's Guide, I think is a bit... Hmm. Yeah, they're different. They're completely different series. So Dirk Gently is a lot darker and not as funny i think i don't know not trying to be as funny the oh paul what have you been watching besides Um, every single coen brothers movie (laughs) well so sean and i were talking uh before everybody else got in like i think this movie night it actually is probably the movie that i watch like in the month or whatever like yeah um, you're not a big movie watcher but you used to be Oh my gosh. I feel like I was so much cooler at a different time in my life, but no, I do not. I don't watch um, very much, but I actually, actually really appreciate it for that very reason. Cause I, I feel like it's not something that has died in me. It's just something that's kind of laying dormant and I'm like, Oh yeah, that's a thing that I like to do that. I just don't carve out time for. So I like um, kind of being lovingly forced into it, but um, I haven't been watching <laughs> I haven't been watching much of anything, but um, I, I've been reading. Obviously, I, that's like what I do for, for a living. But, uh, <laughs> but outside of little kids books, well, there is a really cool kids book that I, um, the, my class is reading tomorrow and it's called New Kid and it's the first graphic novel. I love that book. Yeah, it's so rad. And uh-huh. um, like, it's the first graphic novel that won the Newbery um, so I highly recommend it. It's kind of cool to get conversations about like microaggressions and race in America, but also just like what, what it's like to be a kid. And, um, and then I'm reading Braiding Sweetgrass. That's, I, I mean, that's pretty popular text that's coming around, but kind of like 
um, maybe how we have lost parts of ourselves by not um, thinking about how we're connected to the earth. And it has like a lot of um, kind of like indigenous thought and, but how it can complement um, like scientific, Western scientific ideas. I think it's really kind of fascinating, like to think about that. So I, I would highly recommend both of those, although they're very different reads for sure. Nice. Yeah, I think we had a new kid in our house at some point. Rachel, is that true? From the library or something? Yeah, is that Jason Reynolds? Um, it, it is not. Yeah, uh, we, it's by, my kids have read it. Yeah, by Jerry Craft, I think is the author. But Jason Reynolds is pretty fantastic as well. Did you say you were you were watching, Sean? No, I looked at my spreadsheet because I keep track and the last movie I watched was The Vast of Night. But I, I did watch um, Station Eleven since the last time we talked, which was great. Um, and I had forgotten enough about the book that I was able to just enjoy it, even though I was like, I don't think that it happened this way. But um, I really enjoyed, you know, all the decisions that they made. I think they did a really good job with it. And then I went back and read the plot summary of the book. And it's like, yeah, I did remember this differently. I think the book's really great for different reasons, but definitely add my voice to that recommendation. Um, I, I guess that's it. <laughs> yeah. You still driving to Louisiana? Um, I went once for a little bit, um, I guess for almost a week in January. I've got another one next week for a day. Well, actually, I'm going to New Orleans on Friday for this meeting, but I'm flying nice. for this one. And then I'm going for just a day trip next week. And then we have a there's actually a trial happening. Most of these cases I work on end up settling before they go to trial. So it's kind of a big deal. It's supposed to be March 3rd through the 16th. And I don't know how much of that, if any of it, I'll actually be in person, but it would be. Do you present evidence to... in court? My, my boss does. Okay. And are you training I'm, to do that? He's, he's retiring. And so there's another guy that's kind of filling his shoes and I'm like the, the bridge that's, you know, I, I'm the one that supports my boss. So now I'm kind of getting this new guy who's much more experienced than me kind of up to speed on how we do the things that we do. So I'm kind of in that position that eventually I could be the person that's, you know, providing expert testimony, but I'm definitely not there yet. So. Wow. Also, are you make when you make maps, do you use pro or arc map? Oh man, I talk about this all the time. We use arc map and we're just so busy using arc map all the time that we never like have a project where it's like, okay, this is the one where we're just gonna, you know, take twice as long and learn how to use pro. It just never happens. But we just hired a new girl who's like a like a GIS expert. Like most of us just dabble in GIS and she's uh -huh. like the GIS person and she of course only uses pro. So I think right. this is gonna be like the the thing that puts us over the edge and she can set up yeah. the templates and everything for everyone. <laughs> mm -hmm. Yeah. And when people have questions, they can just call her instead of Googling it for three hours. Yeah. I, I did uh, have to make a, a 3D map uh -huh, scene. last week. So I used Arc Scene for the first time since college. And that was, yeah, that was horrible software. <laughs> I've never, never done, I've never done Arc Scene. I've never done a 3D map. Yeah, it's not great. I think ArcGIS Pro does all that stuff 
just way better than C never did. So you probably never will need to. Yay. Yay. GIS, guys. We need to watch um, what we do in the shadows so we can have a GIS talk. Oh, every once in a while I watch, um, oh, what's his name? The, uh, the GIS developer or analyst, Stu. I watched, there's a clip on YouTube of Stu explaining what he does. And it's just all the clips of Stu talking about GIS. And I sent it to all my coworkers and everyone loves it. It's Stu. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I think we could watch that at some point. Maybe. A lot of blood spurting everywhere and throwing up blood. <laughs> it's so good, though. All right. Is that good, Carrie? Any other news that you're looking for? Oh, I have some news. Let's hear it. Um, I'm getting laid off at the end of this year. No. Oh, no. They're, they're getting rid, rid of the elementary department at my little private school. So it's going to go from like age two through kindergarten. So they're talking about... I don't know, maybe doing some sort of art thing, but I enjoy teaching the older kids. Preschool is hard for me. That's more babysitting than actually imparting any sort of artistic wisdom. Uh-huh. So sorry. Yeah. <laughs> so it's not just me. Like I'm not getting singled out. They're getting rid of everybody, but it's still, it still hasn't really sunk in yet. I think it'll be really hard at the end of the school year. Yeah. But, Yep. That's Yeah, that's my news. Well, that's <laughs> that's how we're gonna end it. We're gonna end it on Carrie's news. Oh, actually, Chad, too, I owe you an apology. Sean brought it to my attention that part of the beauty of movie club is that you pick the movie and everyone else <laughs> has to watch it regardless. And I raised a huge stink about you choosing UHF, and I shouldn't have done that. I crossed the line, so I apologize. It's okay. You want to watch UHF? I will suck it up and no, that try ship to is sailed. No, no, no. I'm time, glad that you didn't. Next time, Carrie is up. Carrie has to pick UHF. That's no, okay. Rachel doesn't like UHF. <laughs> Carrie, I, you don't have to love it, and you don't have to pick it. I can love it and I don't have to force it on anybody else. It's fine. I love Weird Al. I memorized one or two of his songs when I was a kid, but just trying to watch that when we did like a month ago, I just, maybe I wasn't in the right frame of mind. But. Yeah, it's it's not perfect. <laughs> <laughs> All right, that's it, guys. Anybody else have anything? Cool. Well... Um, Jason, I wish you, I wish you the best on your second baby boy. Thank you. And we're all excited for you. We're rooting for you, Jason and Karen. Do you yeah, have a name picked out, Jason? Nope. Oh, we have no idea. Are you just going to look at his face and say, you look like a Cohen brother? Do you even have like a top three or anything like that? No, we've been trying, uh, we've been playing around with names. We're like, no, none of these are. Do you have a bunch of baby girl right. names picked out? Uh, we had a baby girl name. They're like, yeah, that feels right. No. Yeah, that sounds uh, familiar. That, sounds that happened like five times. Five times. <laughs> <laughs>
<laughs> Wasn't your name Alice, right, Rachel? Yeah. Yeah. Still remember it. Yep. What was your Never baby girl it. name, Jason? Uh, I think it was Clara. Clara Mer. Clara Mer. All right. Well, bye, everyone. Love you, Jason. Bye, guys. But nobody else. <laughs> <laughs> bye.